Today on the podcast, we have Mara Smith, and she is an own and operated tequila brand, InspiroTequila.com. And it is a gluten-free, additive-free, clean Luna Blanco tequila. And she is going to be dishing it out today on how she started a tequila brand and reinvented herself in her 40s and how you can too. So stay tuned. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. So thank you so much, Mara, for being here. I'm so excited to talk tequila because this is my jam. That's my drink. And so you are my girl. (laughs) So thank you for being here today. So, so welcome. It's a pleasure. A pleasure to be here. I love it. So you didn't start in tequila. We're not, we're not even on the shelves yet. So how did we get to the place of tequila land? Yes, I am an industry outsider in an industry that has most people come from the inside. So my background is actually, I'm a CPA and I practiced law at a large law firm in Chicago for a number of years. And then I did corporate strategy and business development at a Fortune 100 company. And that kind of sparked my entrepreneurial interest because we were looking at consumer insights and trends and trying to come up with like new innovative ideas for the company. Mm-hmm. I then ended up home because I was on a, a quick emergency bed rest with twins and ended up uh, leaving that career and being home, raising children for a number of years and volunteering. And I knew I wanted to get back into doing something and really running my own company. I'd worked for a lot of like big, big companies and big firms. And I kept coming back to tequila. I've become a tequila drinker many years ago because I was looking for <laughs> you, a- You and everyone else. <laughs> Totally. You're just smart enough to make money off of it. (laughs) You know, I was just looking for a gluten-free, I've been gluten-free for like almost 10 years, looking for a gluten-free option, no sugar, no carbs, and just felt that after I drank tequila, I feel better, you know, the next day than if I was drinking drinks that were really sugary. Started converting a lot of girlfriends over to tequila, but I just didn't think there were any plans. (laughs) Yep, I do. I I tell everyone, yep over half of tequila drinkers are actually female. And I did not think though that any of the big brands were really focused on this consumer. I think they, you know, from the bottle to taste profiles, everything about it, it's a very male dominated industry. And I think the female consumers kind of an afterthought. Yeah. And so, okay. So you are huge corporate America lawyer, downtown, the whole thing, probably watching things left and right going, I could do that. I'm learning this. I'm learning that. And then you go and you work for your fortune 100 and you're like, I could do this. I'm seeing that this is how this plays out. And so in your journey to today, you were picking up things along the way, not, not discluding running an entire household, paying bills, marketing budget, running people, knowing how to time management. So, I mean, filling your day accordingly, yada, yada, raising people. So you took, to get to today, you literally can look back at every single piece of your journey and never, you know, and go, oh yeah, there it is. I learned that. And that inspired that. And that spoke to that. And now I have a little bit of different time crunch 
you know, whatever by, cause my kids are getting older and, you know, I love your quote that you said that, you know, women over 40 have a different, different home pressures versus women at twenties and thirties. So you took that as an opportunity to kind of switch it up. Yes. I mean, I think hard work is essential to any of those things. So mm. I feel like I learned how to really put in the effort and also be very efficient. So all of those jobs, right. I practiced law. I was billing my time by the, you know, minute, minute five minutes, right? <laughs> exactly. So being really efficient and obviously juggling a home, three kids, all of their demands. So I think those kinds of things, I think also being intellectually curious, right? So wanting to learn more about everything. And as I started this, it was kind of like one thing after another, after another, first I started researching the tequila industry and understanding how it was, you know, the process. And then I got certified by their governing agency and in now, tequila is that production in Mexico? history. Is that, and so when you're I did it virtually, okay. I did it virtually, but yes, I did a virtual certification by the CRT in Mexico and then researching and trying to understand women in the industry and, you know, what their role has been and, and then understanding the customer. So I think a lot of that, I recently listened to someone who mentioned, instead of being like a know-it-all, good entrepreneurs are learn-it-alls. And that's mm -hmm. really what I feel like that. I love to learn and that's been part of this. So it's exciting because there is just, you know, every time those I've made those transitions, there's something new to learn. And this one is huge learning curve when you have to figure out everything from compliance, the tax laws in Mexico to operations, logistics, marketing. There are so many areas. And I, I find that really actually exciting because I just have always loved, you know, learning new, new areas. Yeah. And I can't imagine, like you said, there's not a lot of women in the, the alcohol and spirits market to begin with, but now let's whittle it down even farther and say the word tequila and women in the same sentence, Mexico and regulations and trips to Mexico and figuring the ins and outs. I mean, I know myself, I've looked at like homes in Mexico, like, oh, I wonder what it would be to, oh, and then I freak out and I'm like, no, never mind. I can't do that. That's way too foreign. You know what I mean? That's way over there. That seems complicated. So to literally be getting your, your, your everything, your product, I mean, cause every, does every tequila come from Mexico? How does that work? So to be considered 100% agave tequila, which is, that's the super premium. Those are the quality tequilas that you want to drink mm -hmm. that don't make you sick. <laughs> They're made out of hundred percent pure agave. They have to be manufactured and bottled in Mexico wow. and then brought in the thing, you know, the tequila people remember from their college days or, or some bad nights, that's usually a mixto, which means there are other things added to it, sugars or additives, water. It's not hundred percent pure blue Weber agave. So when you started this process and you're said to your husband and friends and family, I think I'm going to start a tequila company because I know when I even say, uh, you know, sometimes anything, it's like, oh, that's, you know, weird or like, that's ridiculous. Like you get you poo pooed and you have to be so focused, you know, like sometimes I don't even tell people things because I don't want anyone to say anything to dissuade me or tell me that it's not a good idea. I just want to stay in my own energy. So when you started and said the word, I'm going to make a tequila company, 
what what did that look like? How did that go down? You know, I actually was kind of nervous and I did keep it somewhat guarded sometimes telling people because I'm like, this sounds crazy. They're gonna be like, who are you to start a tequila company? But what I found, I mean, one, the minute I said it to my husband and tried to, but I came in with like information, he's like, okay, you know, and even friends, they're like, I was shocked that their initial, you know, response was, well, let me know when we can invest. It's like, really? Mm. I just think somehow people who know me know that when I put my mind to something, if I say I'm going to do it and I'm going to make it work yeah, because they know my work ethic as far as like the time that I'll commit and how focused I'll be, they seem to believe in it from the beginning, which I have trouble believing in myself in it so many times Yeah, that it's amazing that all my friends seem to be on board right away and really excited to get to try it. Right. Well, I mean, you you got a hell of a product. So, but that also speaks to really knowing who you are as a person going into entrepreneurship or starting a new business or creating a product and understanding, okay, I'm type A, I'm type D, I'm type C, I'm type whatever. And I need to understand what it takes to do this and how focused of or non-focused of a person I am. And so if you could speak to knowing yourself going into this and recognizing I couldn't have done this when the kids were two and three, you know, or whatever, I had to do this when I knew I could kind of drop my shoulders a little bit. Yes. I think because I'm really good at really focusing on like one thing at a time, because when I, when I'm in, I'm all in. So I never had that where I was like really good at balancing, which is unfortunate. I I try and do that more now because I need to. I'm balancing family and work and starting a company. I knew I couldn't do that when they were little because kind of just like how I was when I was in my career and, you know, practicing law, I was there like nonstop and that's all I did. And it's kind of the same being home, raising kids. That was like completely my focus. So I think I had to wait until I could figure out that balance a little bit. And I actually think I'm, as I've gotten a little older, a little better at that. I don't even think even in my younger days in school, I was like really, really focused on that and wasn't able to balance a lot of like fun, I think with that. Mm -hmm. So part of this, one of my friends joked, I said, I'm starting Kila company because about four years ago, I made a new year's resolution, which is like ridiculous because everyone always says things they're going to like, you know, vices they're going to give up. And I said, I'm going to start drinking more and watching more TV. And that was like my new year's resolution because I knew I needed more balance. I needed more of those like fun times and balance and less of the constantly, you know, go, go, go. Yes. Less focus, just a little bit more fun, a little bit more relaxing. I love that you saw that in yourself and now you've created a company to help you along in your journey, you know, and, and the thing is, is, you know, when we do have that self-doubt and we have, and that's one thing with all the women that I am interviewing is the amount of support that they are receiving that instant. Well, of course you can do it from their spouse, you know, and, and it's, it's a testament to who they are. It's a testament to who they married. It's a testament to their relationship. And it's literally female after female after female has this really supportive husband. And it's not, there's this, you know, just a testament to 
the life that you're creating together and how important that is. Because I mean, if he would have been negative, that would have made things very difficult. So, you know, that team player, when you're, when you are an entrepreneur, be you a man or a woman, it, I think that energy is super important to stay focused on and, and appreciate and, and take it, you know, like take it when you're having the hard time and, and speaking to your, like, oh my God, I don't know if this is going to work. And he's able to say, or she's able to say, whatever your fi- family dynamic is, no, you got this. And to know, you know, just to hear that sometimes keeps you going. Cause I know I, you know, th- I'm a solo printer too, too. It's like, you know, you need that self-talk. You need that self-talk, especially when you're in a male dominated business, that can be tough. Especially when things don't go right. You know, you have a production run and things get slow, you know, slow down. And there's a lot of like frustrating things that happen along the way. And I do appreciate that. He's a really good sounding board. He also has like just incredible like business acumen. So mm. getting that feedback, we we kind of joke that like we try and on Sundays have a board meeting, which is meaning me just, you know, <laughs> vetting to him and giving him an update so that he can give me feedback. Spin's but, important. Spin's important. Yeah, Otherwise, exactly. it's just a bitch session. <laughs> it, it's good because it is. It's it's I have to say one of the things about being a solo opener, like it's it's kind of a lonely Very journey. Lonely. I mean, I do yeah. have people around me, I have consultants, I have people supporting me and helping me and guiding. But ultimately, because I'm the one who has my hand in every single thing and I'm making all the decisions and trying not to second guess a lot of those decisions. It is, you know, it is a, a little bit of a lonely pursuit. Yeah. And I mean, you're you're designing everything from the taste to the bottle, to the packaging, to the marketing. You're working with teams for the social media. I mean, that's a lot of decisions to make. When are you finding the time to do this? Is like the kids at school, like what's happening? It's kind of pretty nonstop, to yeah. be honest. Like the minute I drop off, I have, a, I have older kids who are seniors in high school, and then I have a third grader. Literally the minute I drop him off at school, that's when my day starts. I'm back to back to back, Zoom calls, meetings. And then I probably start again in the evening. I've, I've drafted a lot of my own agreements. So I do that at night. That's nice. <laughs> I'm constantly replying to emails like late. I mean, the people who have been working with me for a long time on this, my consultants, they know that I will send things out, you know, in the middle of the night, <laughs> early in the morning, yeah. weekends. I catch up on a lot of weekends. So really anytime I can fit in between, you know, the basketball tournaments on the weekends, baseball games, and then trying to, to fit in work. But yeah, it's pretty much every, every free minute right now. So it's a lot of checking in, checking out. Yeah. Checking in, checking out. Like I'm in now and now, okay, now the kids are home. I got to make dinner, whatever it is, I drive and then checking back into work. And that's what I, you know, a lot of the women that I've talked to, only women so far, is because it's a women in business series, is really prioritizing and making every hour count, even if it's a boozy lunch with girlfriends, you know, or dinner with your husband and really focusing like, okay, I need to make time for this. I need to make time for that. And I know personally, like I was at my kid's baseball game the other day and I was scheduling a party to do, it's actually tonight, and, you know, scheduling a vacation for my daughter. She's graduated from college and I'm doing all of this at the baseball game and like looking up in between pitches or like my daughter would say, hey, Brock's up. And so you really have to multitask because there isn't enough time of the day and you're exhausted. Like, I don't want to be up till midnight doing this. So I have to, you know, like. I literally got in the shower 
30 minutes before you and I started this call, like to take it because I had to be ready for the whole day. Like it is so much 30 minute, 30 minute time management and people you know, need to understand this wasn't birth from, oh my God, she owns a tequila company. Let's cheers. Like there's so much work and sacrifice that goes into this so much. Yes. I mean, I think one thing I've always done, which has helped me with kids, like I try and I wake up really early in the morning. Okay. So I have to work out in the morning. I wake up really early. I'm showered, ready, everything by the time everyone is like getting up and ready. Oh my gosh. So, that's just been like, cause I feel like that's like my only little bit of time. That's like my survival. Time. Yeah. Survival. And, and totally. And, and streamlining. I've really worked hard actually this year, my kind of like new year's, we all did like these new year's resolution boards and was just trying to streamline some decision-making. So meals, figuring out the meals for the week ahead of time. So I'm not like, that was like a stress for me. If last minute, wait, what are we eating? I have to, now I have to go grocery shopping last minute and get the food and make it for dinner. Like planning that out for the week yeah. in advance really saves me a lot of time. Yeah. So even planning like the lunches that I have to pack for my nine-year-old, you know, I try and streamline some of that and also not take so long with some things and as far as like decision-making, right. Okay. Planning a vacation instead of me researching like the 15 different places and different dates. I'm like, okay, found to price check them. Let's just book this one. So really trying to not spend so much time. I'm yeah. usually someone who would want things like totally be a perfectionist about it. And I'm now finding some decisions just have to be made more quickly and just be done. And they may not be perfect. That's so funny that you say that because we just did spring break. We did a spring break. We drove there and then my daughter's graduating from college in Florida. So we have to go down for that. And then my daughter wanted to spend a couple of days, just her and I afterwards. And when you're saying this, I'm recognizing that bandwidth as they're saying now, you know, you only have so much bandwidth. And when you're the planner, it's easy for people to go, well, what about this? Well, what about this? Well, what about that? And it's like, okay, that's four more VRBOs. That's 22 more hotel checks. That's And like my daughter, I, okay, just do the West coast of Florida. Let's do the West coast of Florida. Pick these two. And she's like, okay, but what about California, New York or Nashville? I'm like, no, I do not have the time to look even or think about those things. You're going to have to do it yourself. And we just, I, she's like, how about Nashville? I'm like, I don't even care at this point. Like, cause you literally don't have that mental capacity to spend time on. I know this sounds awful, but kind of like nonsense, you know, when you have so many huge, you know, what do they call it? Things in the fire. You know, you only have so many things in the fire and now you're like deciding. And then she's like, do you want to go on this museum tour or do you want to go on that? I'm like, I don't even care. Just let me show up. I don't care. I'm like, I have a weekend trip this weekend with my little daughter to camp. And I'm like in the shower right now going, oh my God, they send a packing list. I hope it's not complicated. I don't have time for a packing list. (laughs) But yeah, you don't have the bandwidth. And that makes, I love that word. I love that word. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Cause I also, because I've always been the planner for everything. So like mm-hmm. every girl's trip, so all our girls trips, I had like a couple of different groups of girls that we go every year, go every year, but last year they were all canceled. So everyone's like, so when are we going this year? But like, I'm the one who plans the whole thing. I was like, not my problem. Not sure when I can plan it or when I have time, you know, yeah. I have two kids leaving for college. So even that planning, figuring out like the weekends, we're going to go some football weekends and yeah. parents weekend. I sat one Sunday and just called and booked the hotel for every single week for move-in weekend, you have weekends, to. visitors for each of their schools and just got it all done. I'm like, 
Box you know, checked. I just, exactly. Yep. Just have to have it checked off my list. Totally. Yeah, and, and I, and I love what you just said there where you're like, I'm the one that does it all. And so this is that pause that you take as being a woman who's doing stuff and go, you know what? I'm passing the baton. I have to be selfish. There's it's, it's not my turn anymore. I've been doing it for years and now you get to be, or need to be by way of, you know, <laughs> sanity, to focus on just you and what you're accomplishing. I love that energy. Like it's, it's okay to be selfish. We need women to be selfish. We need women to start focusing on ourselves and stop being and giving everything that we have until there's nothing left of us. It's a hard transition though to make. Huge. It's harsh. I mean, even now I told my kids, like I had them start, like, I, I don't have time to do all of your laundry all the time. So like I'll wash it, leave it. You have to like put it away, fold it, you know, which yeah. is a different Energy. a whole different paradigm than what they're used to. And even, you know, dinners, I'm like, let's just do something simple. What can we get? That's easy. I'll clean up one, you know, one pot. It has to be one pot dinner. <laughs> one pot dinner. So, yes. Thank God for Google. I, I Google one pot dinner, stuff like that. Or I'll be like pasta, black olives and shrimp. Like what can that make? <laughs> totally. I love my crock pot. Yep. Exactly. So some of those things I'm like, I, Yes, I'm getting to the point now where I really value more quality time over just getting all of those things, you know, me doing all of those little things and tasks, yeah. because even if each one takes 10 minutes, when you add them up, it ends up being a lot of, yeah. of time. I've seen yeah. even in COVID, I'm kind of now realizing now that I had all my groceries delivered or did a curbside pickup for so long now, like actually that's way more efficient. I don't way. need to spend every other day going to the grocery store. Yeah. It's way more efficient for me to get it delivered or quickly do a curbside pickup at Target or the grocery store. Yeah. It's huge. And then you're not spending, you know, money on stuff that you don't need. I know I get all my Costco delivered. Very rarely will I go into Costco because I end up spending like a billion dollars where if I get it delivered at 70 bucks, you know, I just get my essentials. So one of the things that you and I were talking about too in the pre-interview was how many people that they were willing to help you as a woman and the people that you reached out to and leaned on and asked advice for. And that is another theme that I'm seeing with all the women in this series is the women that are being successful and are actually getting and meeting their goals are not afraid to ask for help. And I think that's huge. Yeah. And I really think, and this could also be something that's kind of, you know, obviously terrible, terrible predicament and COVID and what's happened to many people, but yeah. one kind of silver lining as far as getting to connect to people, it has made it a lot easier because if I had reached out to like some of these founders that I've talked to of like companies that are, you know, really successful, they wouldn't have had time to take an actual meeting or if they're in the Chicagoland area, take an in, you know, we never would have thought to zoom. We would have been doing, you know, an in-person coffee or meeting. That's like two hours of the day instead of them getting to talk to me for half hour on zoom. So I feel like because of that, I've been able to connect with like just so many people and you just have to try and reach out. This is completely out of my element. I'm normally pretty introverted and, and stick to kind of my close people around me. So for me now to be out networking and, you know, knocking down people's doors and meeting with people, it was a big jump, but I found that people are so receptive. I mean, part of this started, I read an article on why not to start a tequila brand and 
And at the end of the article, it said, but if you're going to, you should contact this person, Greg Cohn, who helped launch Patron. So I'm like, okay. And I emailed, I, I LinkedIn, I sent him like a LinkedIn message. He replied, was kind enough to have like a phone call with me, was interested, brought in two other former Patron people, these two women who have been also helping me and consulting for me. And, you know, who knows if I, I was nervous, can I reach out to this person? I just did it. And they were so receptive, yeah. especially communities. Like I found you right through Hey Mama. Yep. And there are communities of women or entrepreneurs, especially women's groups that are, are very active and really, you know, helpful and supportive. I mean, I just talked to another female founder right before I got on mm. with you, who was giving me tips of, Here's someone who can help you source, you know, because I'm getting my battles and made in China. And here's someone who can help you with that. So, and I'm also so happy to offer any learnings to anyone else. Like, I feel like I've yeah. done a lot of research in many different areas and I, I love the give and take and also, you know, sharing some of the things that I've learned along, along the way. I mean, that's kind of one of the basic you know, missions behind Inspiro, meaning inspired is that I also want to inspire and support other female founders. So anytime I'm given the opportunity to have a discussion, if I can, even if they're way ahead of me in the game, maybe there's like a little tip or something. I mean, I discovered this company that does SMS marketing with live people and AI, and that's different. And, you know, and I offered her that, you know, anything I can offer. So I, I hope that's how people are you know, feel. And I've been lucky to be the recipient of that. And I would encourage anyone like that's what you need to do is get involved in organizations and just reach out. And, you know, some people don't respond on LinkedIn and they don't respond and then other people do. And that's kind of how I don't take anything personally. And I just feel fortunate for anyone who's willing to have the discussion. Yeah. And just keep pushing. So your tequila, it's going to be sold on your website, which is inspirotequila.com and inspiro, I-N-S-P-I-R-O, tequila. That's your Instagram handle and it's going to be all your social media. That website is going to be launching here. You know, probably it'll be probably by the time everyone's listening to this, it'll be up and running. So let's just push for that. So the actual tequila, which you have next to you. So if anyone wants to like check out her tequila, she's going to hold it up right now. Beautiful bottle. I just love it. It, it looks fem. I mean, it looks like a gorgeous woman, right? I mean, it's got sh- sh- curves and all that good stuff. Slender, sleek, really easy to hold, hold on to. <laughs> I love it. And it's a beautiful bottle. And you're starting you. with what you call a Luna Blanco, which is... Yes. So... It's, it's made traditionally like a Blanco tequila, although we have, I think our process is pretty meticulous and it's, it's handcrafted and part of having women involved in the entire part of the process, which was really important to me was that I also brought on a famous female master distiller. So Anna Maria Romero Mania is the one creating the taste profiles in Mexico. And she is amazing. And And we really were able to tell her kind of here is what this consumer is looking for after we did, you know, we did focus groups and surveys to really understand what kind of what the taste profile preferences were. She's also a master at aromas. So I custom created the bottle, but she's custom creating the taste profiles and Mm. the aroma profiles. And 
her process is just, she's literally in the field selecting which agave she wants, how she wants to cut, how long she wants to cook for, how she wants to fermented, the exact temperature for fermentation. She wants to use a different type of yeast than is traditionally used. Wow. Her distillation process, she really cuts like all like uh, the heads and the tails and leaves just the heart, like really just the best part of the juice. And what we've done is we really want to make it a sippable Blanco. So mm, women okay. tend to lean towards clean drinks, wanting to Blanco. And the way we thought we could do that and make it even smoother and easier to drink on its own is by resting it for a short period of time. So our Blanco is rested for a short time to kind of get that vanilla flavor out of it, fruity vanilla, and really make it a a smooth Blanco that you can drink on its own. So it's, that's, what's different is most Blancos right after distillation, they're just bottled and ours Mm -hmm. is actually rested in barrels for a short period of time. Wow. I mean, so this is, I don't want to go so far. Maybe you can to say a very new cutting edge from, you know, from the beginning of your female founder, but you have female people that are a woman that's creating the notes, creating the flavor, creating the way it's done, ship, you know, changing it up by having it resting in barrels so that it can change the way it tastes and goes down when you drink it. I mean, I just, this is, I mean, I'm super excited about this. I mean, this sounds like, you know, it sounds like the best shampoo that doesn't have any of the crap in it. And you're like, oh my God, why didn't I, why, where's this shampoo been on my life? Or where's this makeup been on my life? It's like that thing that you just absolutely have to have. I mean, this is unbelievable. And so, but you're also coming out with a reposado. Right. And that eventually, yes. Yeah, so that'll be later. And when you said having a shampoo that doesn't have any like the stuff in it, actually, we also are getting, there's a new kind of verification process okay. and to be additive free. And most of the, most of the big brands are not. So mm. we will also be verified additive free that we're wow. not putting coloring in or flavoring or anything. So it is, we really wanted this to be, you know, the clean drink that women look for <laughs> and it, it will be. And yes, the Reposado she's working on right now. And we're exciting when that launches, hopefully end of the year okay. or beginning of next year, because Reposado has to age in barrels from somewhere between two months and 12 months. Oh, wow. Okay. And we don't know the exact timing yet, but it'll be an unusual expression of Reposado because we're using different types of barrels and things like that for the aging. So we're excited for when that will launch. Got it. So the bear, so, cause I had a Reposado, my new favorite drink, it's a Reposado Manhattan without the cherries and just do the orange slice. And I had it actually here at Foxtail in Downers Grove. They, it's unbelievable. And they, they, they make it themselves and then they put it in a barrel. And I was like, okay, this might be life. And I'm telling you, cause I have a Reposado, but their Reposado that they let sit in barrels at their restaurant, they like do that themselves. I will tell you, it is a game changer. It changes the entire animal of a Reposado. And it is so good. I'm telling you, push this. It's a Reposado Manhattan. No, no cherries. It's the drink. I'm telling you. That's amazing. A lot of people I found like an, like orange with the Reposado. Yeah. It's funny. I feel like with the Blanco, generally people tend more towards like either grapefruit or lime or what's your favorite? I actually like, so my favorite is I like tequila, just Blanco on ice with a little bit of soda and maybe a squeeze of lime. Okay. I like to add a little bit of the fizz. So I just add soda water. 
Oh, soda. okay. Yeah. And I make it basically just a tequila soda. And sometimes I'll add a twist of lime. And if I'm lazy and don't feel like cutting the lime, then I just have tequila soda. But that's generally my drink of choice. Have you ever heard that? Because I've read it, that tequila is like the only upper alcohol. Like it's the only one that makes you happy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Not a downer. Yes. I don't, I can't make any health claims, but yeah, that is what, (laughs) that is not. And also that you feel good the next day. Right. So like, I've never had a hangover. Enjoy today and you'll feel good tomorrow still. Like many other drinks you don't and you, and and that's kind of why we thought we created this for like someone who's busy. They have an active life and you and I, we talked about how busy we are. We can't sleep till one in the morning, one in the afternoon, nursing a hangover the next day. Right. Everyone's back up and you know, you want to enjoy yourself, go out, go out. If it's with, you know, couples going out or with your girlfriends going out and enjoy yourself, but like you're back to business the next morning right away. And I feel like that's the benefit of tequila is you can be back to your, you know, normal grind in life without having, you know, having the side effects. Well, we've got to get you in Whole Foods. I need you to be at all my local restaurants so that I can ask for you by name when I'm like, okay, I need to talk to the manager over there at Fuller House and Hinsdale, get you over there because we're always there. I'm just so excited like to be your number one customer and find you in stores. And that's going to be right now, it's going to be only in Illinois because of the chaos of shipping alcohol and, and getting all that license. That's like a whole nother animal. Well, we'll be on, you'll be able to buy from our website online. Okay. So that'll be nationwide. Yeah. But then as far as being in stores, that will be in Illinois initially. I mean, I'm in Chicago, so this is my backyard. And I think our feeling was we really want to go like, you know, inch wide, mile deep and build the brand in our yeah. backyard first. Also because the complexities of alcohol and the three-tier distribution system, you need to have a distributor in every single state you enter. So that's another reason we kind of really just want to really focus on the e-commerce piece of it and in Illinois. And and the e-commerce is is very new in Mm -hmm. the alcohol space, like being able to purchase online and ship. It's not exactly nationwide because there's some states where you cannot But it's just a very new, new approach in the uh, industry. Yeah. Uh, Well, I've lived in Ohio, Florida, and Chicago, and I will tell you, those are all great drinking states. (laughs) So you should start there first. I know from experience that those are great drinking states. So you'll you'll do well in those three states. But I so love, you know, you being here and sharing your story. And I'm excited for your product to come out. I'm excited to see all your marketing. It's going to be there as soon as people are listening to this. I'm sure we'll have that out. And, you know, just that you can it's not even reinventing yourself. Like, cause I don't love that. I think we're using all of our pieces parts to get to where we're at. I think it's just kind of realizing all your pieces parts are super useful, whether you've been a stay at home mom, when, whether you've worked retail and now you want to try something different, all of your pieces and parts of your life are so useful. And I think more and more, we're going to see women over 40 coming to market with products and services an experience that, you know, the younger generation might not have quite yet. And we really need to stop looking at 40, 50, 60, 70 as being the end and start looking at it. Okay. So what is it that I want to do with 
you know, the next 10, 20 years of my life? What do I want that to look like? How do I want to define it and truly start defining what our experience is from when we wake up in the morning and who we spend our time with? And, you know, I always tell people, okay, what kind of job do you want? Well, what do you want to wear? Who do you want to look at? What do you want it to feel like? What, you know, like, what does that experience feel like? Because then you won't work a day in your life because it'll all be, it'll be stressful. It'll be crazy, but it'll be fun. You know, it'll be something you're passionate about. So I agree. Huge. And, and I think, you know, we can't discount like life experiences that, that you've learned things, you know, over time and that you have some different perspective and ways of viewing things. And, and I think there's so many women out there who are so capable and just a lot of like untapped potential. Yeah. I hope they see in themselves that they can still, you know, that it's not too late and really find something you're interested in. I mean, just like what you'd want for your children, for them to find something they're passionate about, because then, like you said, it doesn't feel like work. It mm-hmm. feels like something you're excited about. Like creation. And that's why you can, and that's yeah. why you can keep going so long. I mean, that's why like, I don't have set hours. I'm not clocking in at a certain time and I'm not clocking out at a certain time. I'm doing whatever needs to be done because I'm excited about starting something, creating something new yeah. from scratch. So I, I hope that message gets to many women that there's still, there's still time and time to do, do things. And if it's starting your own company or if it's going to work, you know, I don't know, maybe you always were interested in art and want to start, you know, learning how to become an art buyer and working for a gallery or something, you know, that even if you weren't trained in that specifically, you've learned a lot over time. And if you're willing to, you know, put in the effort to learn the area that you're interested in, I feel like there's kind of unlimited opportunity. And, you know, I think about this as the consumer too, like when we're, we're focused on women of all ages, like probably starting a little older than most alcohol brands, as far as, you know, I'm looking for a female consumer who's a thoughtful consumer who cares what she puts in her body, who she's buying it from, what she purchases. And, you know, the fact that I was just reading a statistic that like, you know, no alcohol brands really market to anyone over 45. Well, like that's ridiculous. Lots of people over 45 drink. So (laughs) yeah, we have the time um, and the money, (laughs) you know? So I just think there's this like untapped, I think from the founder side of encouraging women of how they can like start things. If it's founder or just getting back into the workforce. And I think also from the consumer side, like why can't we focus on a female consumer who likes to enjoy herself and we're sell her something other than an anti-aging product. Right. Right. I mean, here, this is you're supposed to enjoy yourself. Have fun with right. your friends and enjoy yourself. Right. You're, you're, you might be finally, you know, done or sort of done or out of the baby age where you can spend some time focusing on your friends and having a social life and, in, you know, enjoying that piece. Now, how is there any other female owned tequila companies? There are a few. I mean, okay. it's probably, it's, less than when you can count on one hand wow. as far as women owned. And then very, very few that are women owned and operated as far as, you know, we say we're owned, created, powered by women. I mean, we have women from, as I told you, the master still are from the production process all the way to getting it on the shelves, like a wow. women-led sales team. And then even within that, they're still not really focused on the same consumer. 
Yeah. They might work there or whatever. Right. Right. They're not, there are no other super premium tequila brands that are really focused on a female consumer. I mean, women know big brands because they just happen to buy them because those are the ones they know, but none of the brands, you know, created it, thought about them when they're creating a battle and taste profiles and what would resonate for women. I mean, your avatar, as they say, right. And having a totally having, you know, a female perspective, which is the only perspective I can have because that's just what I am, you know? Right. Right. We have to do that sort of, well, I'm sure you can do it yourself, but the one gal um, that's going to be on it for, she owns Certify My Company and it certifies her. Yeah. She's amazing. She's going to be on the podcast, this series too. I just, she was so much energy. I love her so much. I'm so excited. So yeah, that's amazing too. I mean, I mean, cause they're, what I thought was so interesting about her is it, yes, you're certified, but then when people are looking for, you know, like it's a, it's a Mikasa, a Sukasa when it comes to working like, Hey, I have a company. I want to send all my clients tequila, but I only want to be with a female owned tequila company. They're calling you like, that is amazing. I love that. Like we're really can spend our money where and with whom we want to spend our money with you know, when they are certified as being not just owned, not just a, you know, a face and a name, but owned, operated and ran by a woman, LGBTQ uh, person of color, et cetera. And that's what, you know, I love that she's doing that. It's huge. Yes. We, we got our weaving certification and I'm not sure if there are any other tequila brands that have weaving certification, but yes. And Heather helped us out uh, with that. So, so cool. Which is great. So mama strikes again, (laughs) it's the best group ever. Well, I so appreciate you being here on this, you know, today it's cloudy day, but this has been so fun. I cannot wait to get my hands. I'm like, I feel like I'm like going to be baller status. I'm going to be at the party and be like, yeah, I know the owner. Yeah. She's on my podcast. It's that is just so fun for me and to know you and to know how much you put into this and just such a smart, conscientious brand. I'm like gluten-free, no additives, you know, certified woman business. I mean, it's just, it's everything as, as a 48 year old woman, mother of four could ask for. So I appreciate you, you, you listening to the calling and, and following your heart. It's huge. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to get you a bottle. I can't wait. As soon well, as it every, comes off the production line, I yes. I can't, I can't wait. So everyone run over to um, inspirotequila.com and everything's going to be up by the time you're listening to this. And as soon as it hits the stores, if you're going to have a, 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 a newsletter or whatever, so people can sign up for that. So they know yes. when it's out and where they can find it. Do you have any idea what stores it's going to be in, in Illinois yet? Do you have any ideas? We, we don't know yet, but I mean, okay. I'm a, you know, we're hoping the big, all the big Binnings. ones, especially big, exactly. Especially the big chains here, but that is, that's the plan. And that will hopefully be, you know, hopefully things will be a little bit open that we'll be able to do, you know, events and things yes. like that to, to get it out there, which would be really exciting. I love that. Well, I'm definitely coming to an event so I can do like some Instagram live and all that good stuff and TikTok live and tell everyone about your, your company. But thank you so much for being here, Mara. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to try your tequila. And, and I'm sending all the success in the whole world to your company and just, you're going to just kill it. And I know your kids are ridiculously proud of you. And same with your husband and friends. I bet everyone's totally blown away by you because I am. I'm so impressed. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I, I appreciate all the support and enthusiasm. And I cannot wait to, to get you to try it. So love. That'd be great. 
Thanks, hon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind-the-scenes footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.